Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Evolving Mindset podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Dr. Karen Johnson. Are you okay, Karen? I'm great, thank you. Oh, brilliant. Uh, I've been a big fan of, of the work that you do in, in, well, I think it's Liverpool, but for me, but I think it's much bigger for mm. you. The organisation reaches out that far, uh, but obviously being from Liverpool, I was really keen uh, to finally get you on. It took me about nine months to get you here. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, just So just for our listeners, just want to give people a little bit of a background about yourself? Yeah, well, my organisation is Out of the Corner. Um, Out of the Corner is when I started my book. I, I launched my book in 2014. And it was my life story, my autobiography. And then it went from there and opened up the organisation. And this is supporting victims and survivors, women, men, girls, boys, anybody lgbt everybody mm. it's you know all ethics or you know all countries or globally i'm here to help you and it's for victims and survivors of domestic abuse and please reach out if you need me you know after this podcast um get in touch with phil and you know reach out to me i'm here for you absolutely you know what it is really you know inspiring when i've seen some of the work that you've done right through the pandemic and I think that's why I've been really keen to get you on I think we've got very same values as organizations that we're here to help uh, in any way that we can we see ourselves as a bit of a signposter you know I, I do have I'll be honest with you I, I've referred a few people where I've, I've, I've given the details because okay. they've opened up on our sessions around um, some of the difficulties they've faced with, within the homes during our sessions and um, they, they've probably come through and, and contacted as well so it's so so for us, it was really important that we had a connection with a very credible um, support platform for people who demonstrate these sorts of concerns to us during, during the session. So we're being absolutely delighted to um, be part of it with you. And even if we can just get them the support that they need. Yes. So I just wanted to touch upon, and again, it's just a conversation. We're just going to have a, have a really, really open, raw conversations around you know, mental health and the impacts of, of COVID and everything that's going on. Uh, I know I, myself personally, I've, I've struggled, Jordan, um, more so this last lockdown. Yeah, uh, I've, I've wrote the, this one than, than, than the previous, maybe because it was sunny. Uh, and I was sitting in my mm. garden and it's not too bad, this, you know. Mm. Uh, and the weather's had a big impact, uh, which we'll talk about in a sec. But... When we've had a look back at our figures, uh, what's really surprised us is before lockdown, I'd say we had a ratio of, of male to female of maybe about 50-50 or, or certainly close. But when we've looked at it since the pandemic has come, it's like 92 or 93% are now a female participants. So the males have dropped off, yeah. but the females have dramatically risen. And it's put a bit of an alarm. I've only noticed it this week when we did a bit of, bit of reflection on, on the programmes. And I just sort of want to have a conversation with you around, do you, does that coincide with some of an increase in what you may have received in, in your service of people reaching out for your support from females? Because I know there's been a lot of talk around um, domestic abuse within homes during the lockdown. And I'd just be keen to gauge what your thoughts on some of them figures I've just give you. Well, can I can honestly say, you know, like you said, the last lockdown wasn't as bad as in the weather was better. People mm. could get literally in the garden. Mm. This time around, we've literally been locked in. Mm. Now, if you're locked in with a perpetrator, or if you're locked in in 
a relationship that you is violent or it's very volatile and you're stuck with each other for 24 seven with nowhere to go and no one to literally run to or speak to because the thought of that makes me feel sick to be honest because the thought of me being in that position when I was in it but locked in it 24 hours a day is terrifying and I think the mental health in women are soared because they've got the kids at home as well so they've got to take care of the children they've got to take care of making sure that the kids are happy when the kids go to school living with a um, a bully, as as we say, a bully as well as a perpetrator, a narcissist, whatever you want to call them, they're all that. You want to remove your kids away from that. So go to school is the best option. So when you're homeschooling, can you imagine the pressure with homeschooling, with having this constant bullying 24 hours a day and you trying to keep the place, the, the, the home calm, it's not on. You can't do it all. And this is where the mental health plummets because you literally think, how can I do this? How can I protect my children? How can I protect myself? And I'm going down here. I can't reach out. And the only people we've got is people like us to just lift up, like, oh, write a message because majority of the time they're not allowed to go online. Mm. Who are you talking to? that controlling. Yeah, you know, manipulation, control, Mm. um, and it's fear as well. You know, if they're on, if they could look as though they're typing to a friend, i.e., me, right? Mm. Um, they could type me in a different name, and I come up, and I could be just a friend. Mm. But she, she could literally write to me and say, "Look, I need help." There's been many cases over this COVID that I've got the police to that address. Yeah and got that that person out and the children out for all their safety because it's been that bad. Yeah. They've actually actually told them to lock themselves in the toilet with their children and ring 999. Mm. Keep themselves safe. It's been horrendous this time, Phil, horrendous. And do you know what? And I'm sorry to say this, but there's more deaths than we get told on suicides. Yeah. So many suicide calls I've took. I even when I had COVID myself, and I was extremely, and I mean, I've never been so poor in all my life. And I've gone through so much in my life, but that I think it's got to be the worst I've ever. I really thought I was dying. I don't know how I did it because I'm so passionate about it. Mm. And I knew these people needed me. And thank God I did help them. I don't know mm. what I did, but I did. Yeah. Um, because if, if they don't reach out, where else are they going to go? There's no places for them to walk. They all said they have said now you can walk into boots. Yeah. You can walk into boots now and get some help. Isn't there a name or something to say? Ask do they ask for someone or, or ask for Sam? It may not be me. Yeah, or a, or a dot or something. I, I, no, that's excuse... when you go to a nightclub. Oh, is it? Yeah. Sorry, it's... I have to excuse my ignorance of it, and that's what we're hoping to do. The podcast is to actually, you know inform people that of ways in which they can they can reach help because uh, i don't know um so you know you can actually walk into a supermarket and say i need you know i need help you know we can ask the, ca- the cashier we, 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 we when i was um i went to many um read through meetings about awareness of this in COVID, mm-hmm. and what is the best way for women to to you know like you go to the supermarkets don't we you have to go to the supermarkets it's mm-hmm. uh, essential 
but always the paper trees that goes with them. How do you separate them? You know, for that woman not to be in danger with her and her children. So, you know, I think the supermarket thing, they tried and it didn't work. But they're walking into Boots. Boots as, now, yeah. Um, you know, like you could go into person, for personal things and mm. sometimes a man doesn't want to do that. So they'll race outside and, and I think going up to a cash, you know, the cashier mm. um, and someone or, or even on the pharmacy and saying, look, I need help here. Yeah. Can you get me? Here's my number. Slip the, num- the name and number, mobile number to the person and they will get some, some help to you. Yeah, I don't know whether it, it may just be me. Um, I may be wrong with this, but I thought I heard somewhere that there's like a, a, a room set aside as well so they can get that immediate respite, that immediate sort of assistance as well. I don't know how accurate that is, but I do think that is a really positive step. I, I, I genuinely do. And I never thought of it. I always thought to myself, why boots? But what you just described to me there is, oh, I'm going in here because I've got to go and buy some female products. You know, as a bloke, I'm telling you now, so I'm not going in there. Exactly. You know, I, don't, I don't want to be around that. So it's an absolutely perfect way if that was the way it was designed because it, it would then, as you just described in the supermarket, you're not going to get that escape as buying carrots and stuff, but I'm going to go in here and get some female products. The guy had run for the bloody hills, no exactly. doubt, if it was anything like me. Uh, but I know I would never be in that situation, but you know what I mean, yeah, I that, what mean. To, to, to break that um, thing. So I was really fascinated around you know, at the beginning, and me, again, with my ignorance, I always come on these podcasts to raise awareness and try and say, you know, I think I'm, I'm your average Joe in the street. And uh, my first time I thought about post-traumatic stress disorder, yeah, I've talked about this in other podcasts, I think about someone in the army or in war coming back. And when I think about domestic abuse, I think of a female. Of course. But, and, that, and that's where my ignorance can be, because it can be, as you alluded to at the beginning, it can come in many different forms, can't it? Um, oh, I think I, I think it's yeah. predominant, predominantly maybe that. I mean, I don't know the figures, but this is where I'm laying my ignorance out here. And I think people do need to talk about these things more and, and, and educate themselves on what you know what's happening because we just bury our heads in the sand otherwise. And I'm keen to to know more and be knowledgeable more around these things because my mind would be domestic abuse. The woman's at home in a very abusive relationship, either emotionally, physically, sexually, whatever that may be. But when you started this, you alluded around children, you alluded around men, women. So do you get is what's the sort of ratio that that you sort of deal with, would you say? Or do you think is in, in the UK at the moment? That a very wide question. Very wide. I, I, I think it's massive. Yeah. I think it's bigger than what you can really comprehend. Yeah. Men regarding women, I'm saying. Men don't, they don't really come forward. Yeah. And a lot of men are suffering out there. And I keep on saying, look, out of the corners, not just for women. Mm. It's for young boys. It's for men. Please come forward and use this service because yeah. you're suffering just the same as a woman is. Mm. So it's the same mental abuse, physical abuse, financial abuse. Mm. sexual abuse emotional abuse verbal abuse uh, power and control women just have the same a, a woman a, a woman and a man is no difference to being abused okay so please and you know there is post-traumatic stress disorder yeah yep. and i thoroughly believe that majority of victims of abuse have had it or have got it yeah and they really need to seek help for that because it does affect you in later life and it does 
come with serious consequences on your health. Mm. I'll be honest with you. I'm really, I'm really keen to explore. You know, obviously the two organisations working together uh, for the simple reason is, you know, we can have people who come on the program and they will present in difficulties that haven't difficulties. And what we try to do in the program is try and get to the root core. You know, we're trying to explore them with people with them in their own time, in their own way, in a safe, creating that safe zone for people. And the amount of people that it then opens up that they've had some form of a trauma. And then it opens up even further, Karen, to say it's come from uh, an abusive relationship. Exactly. And, and we were really keen to explore to say, well, well, when this happens, we're not the experts in this. It's not about evolving mindset. It's about this person here getting the right level of support that they need. So who are the specialists? Who are the people that can now I can refer into and get these people the help? Either because either still some of them are still being in it, if I'm really honest with you, and they've opened up to us, or it's been a past event that they have difficulties overcoming. There's a lot of, I mean, men and women. When it obviously because I've been through, and I wouldn't be able to sit here in front of you if I didn't, hmm. because. It's not about degrees. It's not about how many titles you've got behind you. It's experiencing it. Mm. And if you haven't experienced it, how can you give empathy? And how can you give the right knowledge and the right information? Um, and I fully believe, because I've gone through it, I'm here today to support others. We were just talking around um, the difficulties of the people that we get coming through is around some past trauma, but they come onto the programme and they didn't know what was wrong with them. They were yeah. just, they were stuck. They were yeah. just stuck in this emotional turmoil. They didn't, they couldn't see what the issues were. Sometimes it just needs, give people the vehicle to maybe open up and then to think and reflect and to do these certain things. It was like, actually, now I've had time to, to think about it. I, I, I do realise that when we were educating people around the mental health and the well-being and stuff like that without in this as you've just said you know we're not in a clinical setting you know we're, we're sitting here talking as real as what me and you are Absolutely. now and our sessions i'm the first one to exactly the same as you i'm incredibly incredibly open around my mental health difficulties how can i ask someone to open up about their mental health difficulties if you haven't experienced if them. i've never experienced them but, but the feedback we get is the levels of empathy shown from us is encourage them to, and it's about setting the, and it, these are communities, your organisations, our organisations, they're so undervalued and underfunded. Oh, yes. These that, can yeah. get get the most impact from people because a barrier to seeing someone in a white coat with a badge on, saying it from, you know, I genuinely believe that people do some fantastic work and I'm not playing that down. I'm just, I'm just really passionate around. These people come on, don't even know what's wrong with them sometimes. And we have to get rid of the barriers, get them into safe zones, like I know what you do, I know that we do. And I think sometimes it's it's the hand in hand stuff and it's the collaboration between organizations. Oh yeah. That because That's of fun, because of funding, I'm finding that organizations are quite closed off that we just want to evidence what we do because we're in competition for funding pots. We're completely the opposite. We're, our only interest is that person who's in crisis that needs some support. And whether that's you, another different organisation down the road, we're not bothered. Let's just get them and get them right and then worry and worry about anything else later. I uh, totally agree with you, Phil. You know, going on to that, you know, there's, there's a lot of organisations that are getting the pots. Mm. Why isn't that pot shared? Like if I got my pot 
I'd say, well, I want to share it with Phil because I want to work with him. Mm. I want to share it with this organisation because I want to... Why can't it be split? Mm. And then we're all coming together. Instead mm. of it being one closed-off organisation, like, mm. I, this is mine, this is my pot, and I don't want anybody else to get it. It should... We, we should all pull together and have a bit of that pot so we've all got help. Mm. But you know what? That's going to come, Phil. Do you know why? Because we're going to make that come. We're mm. going to make that happen. Mm. And you know, and we and that's 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 after COVID. You know, there's a lot of things going to happen after COVID. Mm. Mental health wise is enormous, mm. and I think we've got to sit down and and really do something about it. Going on to what you were saying, there's a lot of women and men in denial that they're not that they're in a relationship that's abusive because they've lived with it so long. They just take it on the chin, or they're so low self-worth you know they've got no self-love and no self-belief they just they just think it's the norm but it's not the norm fear of change think it's the norm mm. and you know you, and there's a lot of women have said well i deserved it no you don't deserve it nobody's it deserve any kind of form of any kind of violence or abuse and you know nobody does man mm. or woman you know I, i'm like i'm thinking back you know Every time I have someone on, they don't half make me think. And you and you just done. I just went down into a you know a past relationship there, and and I stayed in that relationship twelve. I've never spoke to anyone about this, by the way, either. You know, I stayed in that relationship probably 12, 18 months, maybe too long. And I think the difficult thing is I was treated like crap. No, I wouldn't say I was. You know, I'm not here for the sob story. I'm not here to say you know I was abused or whatever. But yeah. thinking back, there was probably elements of emotional and and, and psychological. Because it made me Mental. feel absolutely, yeah, made me feel absolutely worthless. But I was scared to change. I was comfortable. The worst one, I loved them. I hated them and loved them at the same time. And 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 where I was only when you just sort of was explaining that way, you're like, you know why? You know, it's so. It was so. I was in denial. It was like it's all right because it'll change tomorrow or next week. It'll be different, and and that spark will come back and we'll be great again and it'll be back to normal and. and it's like difficult when when two people are drifting apart from each other. It's and also then... the sorries, Phil. You know the sorry. Yeah. Like when you've got a man crying in front of you, and you know, he could be any size. Mm. Crying in front of you saying, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. I really apologize. You know, mm. um, I'm sorry for hating you. It wasn't me. It was just my emotion, it was my past, it was my my anger, it's because of COVID, because I'm locked in, it's because of my job, I've, I've lost my job, it's because of money, it's because of the kids driving me mad. There's no excuse. There's no excuse for being hit and there's no excuse no. for mental abuse. Walk out the door, mm. right? Walk out the door, but don't put that onto your children and your, your partner. It's not fair. And it's, you know, it's, it, that is a bully. Mm. And there's, there's so many women have said to me, no also, matter, for me, sorry, there, Karen, for me, no matter what circumstances, if you, if you're a bully and you're going to hit women or you're going to hit your partner or whatever, you're going to do that in. You're going to do, do it. it again. I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have that, that, oh, you know, I've done that because of X, Y, or Z. You know, exactly. for me, I'm not going to, it doesn't sit well with me if I'm on, I hear you saying the words. And it just doesn't sit well with me. A lot of women do take that on board and blame themselves and said, if I never did, I did the same. I'm a confident, strong woman. How someone can break you down to worthless piece of, I was a rock. 
feel mm. and I become a, a minute, not even a pee on the floor. I was knocked down that much. This is how they get you mentally first. Mm. You break yeah. you down bit by bit over time that you don't even realise it's happening. And and well, you just think, and you see things, when they get into your drill, into your mind, you see things, well, if you never did that, you wouldn't get this. And if it's like, well, maybe they're right, but they're not right. Mm. And until you've gone out and looked at the bigger picture, or until someone like me tells you, hang on a minute, oh no, mm. this is all an excuse to do what they're doing, and they will do it again, and they will do it again, and they're not sorry at all. Because they'll come, I come like with a, with a bunch of flowers and a, a meal from the Aldi or the Lidl or Marks and Spencers and say, I'm sorry. But you tell you what, I guarantee the following week or the next week is going to be twice as worse. You know, sometimes you, you know a relationship's dead and then people stay together don't be, for whatever reason, far too long. And then that's where the resentment can come in. And that's where some of the, and I'm not making excuses by any stretch. Oh, no, no, I mean. But I think that, you know, Financially, for 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 I don't I'm not, I don't want to be saying just women because it could be men mean. as well. But financially, it could be, oh, you know, I know he's doing this and he's doing it and, he, and it's causing me a thing. But financially, it's almost you know I've done a lot of I do a lot of work on growth mindset and, and people and understanding the way that we can get stuck in our ways and, and we're comfortable. It's like an old pair of slippers. Yeah, it may be feel like I'm, I'm getting all this abuse, I'm getting all this, but yeah. it's what I'm what you said. It's what I'm used to and. and you know, I like my neighbours and I like my family or even the shame of going back to parents and say, maybe I'm a failure, my marriage has failed, um, I've had to walk away because of this. I think there's all of these factors must play into it and then even that financial worry of it. But I completely agree with you, what, what you've said, that it would take a lot of people to be really extremely brave and extremely courage to, to say no and, and stand up for themselves within themselves and go, I'm not... I'm not putting up with this, you know, this is, I, I don't deserve to be treated but this until, way. Until they've spoken to people like us, mm. they'll stay there. Or until they get the help that they need, they'll stay there because they, they, they're getting that much controlled. And, and they also bring the kids into it. Well, if you leave, I'm stopping the money. Or if you leave, I'm, I'm going to, you know, social services are going to take the kids away from you because you're a bad mum and you can't cope with or dad um, and you can't cope on your own because you're that stupid and you're that thick as a woman and the kids are resenting you and the kids are planted, It's planted that seed, isn't it? In that rage of the argument, it, the, 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 your initial reaction is, don't be daft, no, I won't. You'll go away from that and that little seed that's being planted will just grow and it'll just grow and that thought, uh, and I completely get where, where what you've just said related to it so much, but their instinct was no, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. But also the emotional, I do hear that things are like the emotional, uh, well, what impacts this going to have on the kids? And also, yeah. you're too ugly to miss anybody else. <sighs> no one's going to have you. No one's going to like you. You're vile. You're a crap mum. You're a crap wife. You're this, you're that, you're that. Oh, and that's 24 hours. Well, yeah. not 24 hours a day, but that's every day. And when that's getting beat into your head, you know, what you wish yourself with? So as someone said something to me once, it's always stuck in my head. He said, Phil, always remember someone someone else's trash is someone else's treasure. Yeah. And it's stuck in me. I might I may be someone's trash, but to somebody else I could be a treasure to them. And, and it just wasn't right in that. And it, it stuck with me that. I don't know why it, it comes to my mind as you as you were you were saying that you're no good. So we're certainly no not good trash, day. are we? No. <laughs> no. 
absolutely. But definitely gold treasure. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it is. And it's fascinating. Everybody is. Everyone yeah. is. So yeah. please, you know, when you re when you listening to this podcast with me and Phil, and you're going through this, even look, you don't have to be hit. Because a lot of people say, well, he hasn't hit me. Mm. She hasn't hit me, he hasn't hit me. I feel the worst thing that ever happened to me was the mental torture more than the hit. Because with a hit, you get over and done with. With mental torture, it stays. Like you said, it's a seed and it grows. And that's where your mental state gets worse. No, definitely. I'm, I'm absolutely delighted we've, we've had them honest conversations. Some conversations I don't really have, and I don't think many people have. I think you, you see it on the news, or you probably do, obviously, and you're just trying, I think I represent your, 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 average, your average sort of bloke. And, you know, I find I'm doing these, that the levels of conversations I have, and it's uplifting, it's enlightening, and mm -hmm. you're just hoping someone's listening in, going, and it reinforces when you hear it from somebody. What you think when someone else says it, it, it yeah, yeah, I was right. Fix everyone's problem. We can't promise that, but we'll promise that you're not going to face it alone. Uh, we're not, I'm not going to as far as say we're specialists. We can't. That's what we can promise. Um, so the other bit that I wanted to get you on about um, in the podcast was around something that's dear to my heart is around some of your, your health conditions and the impact that's had on you as a person. And as, as, as a, you know, in your relationships with, with people around you, so you just want to explain to people some of the things that you, your difficulties. Okay, right. Because of, of the domestic abusive relationship, marriage, like I said, it doesn't, it affects you, but mind, body and soul. And it's later life that it affected me. Um, I lived in Spain for, for nine years and we'd lived in the heat and, and, you know, Look, the sun, and you know, I wasn't as in pain. I, I had fibromyalgia. Now, I didn't have a clue what fibromyalgia was until two years ago when I got diagnosed. It. And when I looked it up, I was horrified. And I went, place am I going to be in? I mean, what can I do? What can I, what can I do? Mm. And I went into panic mode, and it really did. I did really, really upset me, and it really like knocked my confidence a lot because mm. I'm thinking, oh, it's chronic pain. Mm. it's chronic fatigue it's it's um it's in your um, nerve endings so it runs up and down the, the back of your spine like yeah. that and this is the chronic pain that goes with it and when it's cold it's worse so mm. can you imagine now living in the uk now I'm, i've i've had it in spain i didn't have a clue i had because i didn't have a clue because it's the weather Mm. And the arthritis, and through age as well, the deterioration in your bones. Mm. Now, this stems from a severe kick to my spine. This was all, and it jolted something in my brain. Mm. And that was where the trauma was in Lisa life that's given me this. Right. So many, and it's got the traumas through car crashes, through grief. You can get right. this. Oh, yeah. It can impact you so much. Uh, it's trauma. And I mean, a massive trauma to the brain. Mm. And there's so many people got it and haven't got a clue what it is. So please, if you've got, read, about, look up fibromyalgia on Google. And if you've got any of those symptoms, I'd suggest you go into, to get in touch with the GP and have a get tested for it. But because mm. um, I've got arthritis as well, they're both. It's not good and it is painful and it, it, it I could be in bed two two or three times a week but because of the weather now yes yeah. the weather picks up I'm a lot better than what else but you know what though I keep my mind positive and my I work from bed mm. 
So nice. I'm, I'm like us, do my podcast, do my global work. So I could be in pain, but I've got my laptop in front of me and I'm working because that is taking away everything else mm. that I'm feeling. And if I don't do that, that's going to overtake my mind. And then I feel like this person has won because mm. this person threatened to break my back. Plus he nearly did, right? But I'm not going to let him win this. Can't. I'm too strong-willed. I'm too strong-minded. And I'm pretty fit as well. Mm. You know, considering it's mm. it, it's all in here. It's the, out, it's the outlook on life. Your outlook. And that's it. We, 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 it's a, it sounds it's hot, horrendous. Um, but it, it is. And what I think I've picked up from you is how strong-willed-minded. And, and even when you're down days, we were talking before, that you know that you, that you, that determination to help others is what's really helped you, and that keeping that positive mindset. Um, it's really difficult, especially if you're in, in, in chronic pain. I'm, I'm a big, I'm like a big girl's blouse. If I'm honest with you, I stubbed me toe, and, and I want my mum to come and give me a cuddle and anything. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it is, it is. That's what shines through, and what, something that was really hard for me to see is um, was me, me, my own. Mother, you did suffer with um, chronic pain and still does, uh, and it was it was something called arachnoditis. So it was something that was very similar to what you what you'd explain. No one really knew anything about it, and she had to you know get to sort of really say you know this is a condition or what is. And then when I actually got a, a diagnosis of a name, it's so it was so much. It was like oh, it's not relief. in my head. Yeah, yeah, relief. Yeah, it's not in my head. It's not, but. You know, seeing her in pain, and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to sit down or, or whatever." And such a strong, she's such a strong woman. She'd do it, and even though she I won't know, be she beat, in, Phil, she won't be yeah, beat. No. Uh, and that, and that real resilience and that real sort of drive, and and it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna beat me in here. I think it, it's something that I've just really related to when when you were talking. I had a bit of a flashback, and um, I know that she still struggles with. It. And, and I may be wrong, and I know I'm on a podcast, but I'm sure it was something to do with it with an, an epidural. Um, okay. well, they can't, they can't, it's the nerve endings, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know even whether the, whether the two things are, are quite it sounds terrible because it's my mum, and I should know the ins and outs of it, and, and I don't. Uh, I just know that she's suffered for many years in chronic pain, and I've seen the impact that's had on her in, in her life. And I can only relate, you know, I can only you know feel the empathy of, of yourself. But has it impacted your relationships, your ability to do things? I know you're saying you were in bed, but. What about your relationships? You've got to have a very understanding person mm. um, to sort of like understand, you know, this is not you, it's your body. Mm. This is your past. And, you know, this is my future. But like I said, if you wallow in self-pity, it overtakes your body and your mind. Mm. If you tell yourself, I'm in pain, you're going to be in twice pain. Even in pain, honestly, people say to me, but you look amazing. You mm. look great. Mm. You haven't seen what's inside of my body. Mm. You haven't got a clue what's going on inside of my body. And never judge a person by its cover. So, yeah, um, you just don't know what's going on in someone's. But there is quite a lot of things that, you know, there's treatment now you can get, mm. which is more than it was. And I think every year there's going to be a lot more support. Uh, so I'm here also supporting women, men, with mm. fibromyalgia as well so it's not just that and I always also say the more you speak about it within support the less it's easier to do easier 
Yeah. I, I found that with me with my own mental health difficulties at times. The more I talk about it. Me now, I, I I talk about it as if I've just said to you when I watched Everton yesterday. You know, it, it, that's how normal it's become to me. But that's how much easier it is once you do start and openly talk about things. And it then it, it, there's not this, oh, I want to say something here and I'm worrying about it. Now I, I just talk openly. And if anything, from what you've said and talking about stuff and what I'm saying from, from a mental health side is the more it does become easier when the first time I, I opened up over my mental health, like Mount Everest had been took off me back. Yeah. Oh. It's the only way I could describe it. Now, as I say, I talk about it as if it's just, you know, there's a bottle of water over there. But the thing is, I, though, I, it, that's what I mean. You've got to break your silence. And if you don't break your yeah. silence, mm. um, how are you going to go supposed to get the help you need? Mm. Don't live in the silence or be silenced. Yeah. So just want to finish off now um, with, I, I, I just touch on you said globally. So I had a feeling that it wasn't just the Liverpool area. So how <laughs> how far wide do you support people? There's Mount Africa. Yeah. And I mean in the outbacks yeah. of Africa. There's one time, this is it really touched my heart. Mm. There was um, an organization in Africa, in the outback, they had one laptop and they put um, a white sheet between trees. Right, and projected my face onto that somehow. And as they showed me, like through the camera of going round, all the women, all the African women were all sitting on the ground waiting for me to speak to them. Oh, it's amazing. I swear, mm. that touched my heart deeply. Oh. That I oh. even reached the outback of Africa. Oh, it's amazing. Just to, to give these girls some confidence, give them, you know, some awareness, mm. especially there. They've got no resources whatsoever. Mm. Their lives are horrendous. Culture. At least we, we can reach out here. They've got nobody and nothing. Such be such culture differences, wouldn't they, oh. um, around support available and, and things. No, that's so, yeah, actually... that was Africa. And then there's Angola. Yeah. I've All been right. to Angola. Brilliant. And I did um, a 24-hour turnaround and I done a speech in Angola. They flew me out there and I had to come back 24 mm. hours. I, I was literally in my bed <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. I did that. Um, yeah. There's um, obviously America. I know you've got a lot of American viewers. Yeah. yeah. So, hi, Hello. America. Hello, America. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you obviously, you're going around the world yourself, Phil. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm talking about... Spain, Italy, France, everywhere. Mm. Whoever needs me, I'm yeah. there. I will oh. help you. I will do anything, everything possible to break silence anywhere, anywhere. And how long have you been go? How long has Out of the Corner been established? Seven years. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. No, no, it genuinely is. And I'm not saying it because you're on the guest, as a guest on, on the podcast, anyone who knows me, but I, I genuinely am so impressed and, and, admire the work that you do um, for our, one for our local community but by the sounds of it it's much wider as well so you should uh, if you don't already uh, you should feel very proud it's my passion and it's my mm. mission and it's my purpose and if I don't do who else is you know if, if, they, if they reach out to me and I'm not there who, who else are they going to reach out to mm. this is why we need people where we need to come together they mm. need to know if Karen's not there if Phil's not there where are we going to go mm. No. So this is where we need the resources. Dr. Karen Johnson's been absolutely privileged to have you on. Um, and 
I hope you've enjoyed it. I know I have. It's been, been a fantastic conversation. We'll so do it again sometime, eh? Definitely. It'll take me bloody more than nine months to get you back, probably. It took me that long to get you. Uh, oh, no, but, we're going to work together after COVID. Uh, We've got right. to. Brilliant. Uh, so to all our listeners in there, thank you.